This week, we're discussing EA Gate and the back and forth news week from Microsoft and Sony. This is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. We got a big week ahead of us, and uh, I'm I'm excited to jump into it. We got some huge news from Xbox we'll be talking about later. Um, But first, I'm your host, Spencer, and I am joined by a man who I'd like to remind everyone is married. I am, of course, talking about my co-host, Mike, thirsty people everywhere. Please stop harassing him. He's had to change his Twitter name four times now. So leave the man alone. I heard you say Manda. I was like, is he going to call me Mandalorian? <laughs> I appreciate it. I will never. It's literally, literally anything I hear now that sounds remotely like Mandalorian, I just wordplay it into Mandalorian in my head. <laughs> and then I have a little bit of a laugh to myself. And it turns out that I actually uh, vocalized the laugh and... We get a lot of strange looks. Uh, Luckily, <laughs> everyone's wearing masks, so when we're in public, I just look at Justine as if she was the one that laughed. <laughs> like, <laughs> just blame her. Yeah, that's the easiest route. Uh, how's it going? How was your week? You're not going to believe this. Go ahead. I played a ton of Immortals. Oh. I'm probably about... 20 to 25 percent of the way through i think i'm gonna lean more towards 20 because i think there's like five major like sections that you have to do mm-hmm. um but i've been taking my time um i in my opinion it could be because i suck at it i don't know but <laughs> it's one of those games where you really have to like do some of the side stuff and like resource uh hoarding to like level yourself up because mm. um, it's 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 not the hardest game i've ever played but definitely not the easiest um, especially, I don't know, I don't play a ton of games where it's like really mashy combat with a ton of enemies around you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, that's kind of, that's, uh, uncommon ground for me, but, um, uh, yeah, it's, I, I played a ton of that. I probably played five, six hours of that in the past week. Wow. Um, Really good game. Really enjoying it. A lot of fun. That's awesome. That's I, good to hear. I tried um, on the Xbox. I think on the PlayStation 2 it's got this, but there's like two different modes. This is like a common thing for um, next gen, current gen, whatever gen games. <laughs> there's like performance and then graphic. I don't, I don't know if it's graphics, but mm-hmm. um, I've been playing it on performance because I prefer a higher frame rate to better graphics. I figured I might as well try it out, see what it's like. And that shit's unplayable. I thought I was going to vomit. Like, I I turned the game on. I was like, oh, cool, ray tracing and, like, better um, field of view and uh, better lighting. And then I moved. And I was like, oh, my God, am I having a seizure? Oh, God. It was bad. It was like, I I am not exaggerating. I would love to. I, I should go look up and see other people's opinions of it. But I could not play it. I switched it right back immediately. So it's like, it's either the game runs the best on this setting or the game looks the best? 
Yeah. Okay. But and, and the looks the best was what was like making you sick. Right. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, when I was standing, like once the game, it has to like restart and like load in. Right. Obviously the first time. So like once it did that and like, I think I dropped my controller uh, and was doing stuff in the living room or whatever. And it loaded. I said, Oh my God, this looks incredible. Like mm-hmm. it, it's one of the best things you'll ever see in a, in a video game. And then you move and I wouldn't be surprised if I was getting under 30 frames. Like it was, Jeez. it was choppy. So I was like, okay, let's test it and go get in a fight. And I think I died immediately. Cause I just couldn't even see what was coming. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. That's actually really weird to me. It, yeah. I, why? It, it was like, why even have the option? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm assuming it's just, I don't know uncharted waters for for consoles to have like performance options because that really hasn't been the case outside of pc right but i I hope it gets fixed like i don't know i feel like in a next gen console you should be you should be getting 60 frames minimum like a performance should be 120 frames and like a little less graphical fidelity Mm -hmm. and a performance mode should at least be getting 60 right but there's no way in hell. It'll be interesting to see how that's developed more. Yeah. I don't, I, I would expect it. And I mean, it could be just because like, this is like a, you know, this is a, a relatively young game mm-hmm. for, for the next or current gen, you know, however we want to define the, the PS five and the, the series X. So, um, you know, that could be that to, to, I guess, drum up an excuse. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I wish there was a little more transparency there. Yeah. And this is just my first experience with it. And I feel like I n- never heard about, like, I'm assuming people just haven't really tried, but so, except I mean, for in, like, Cyberpunk. I saw people trying it with that just to see if anything looked good, but unfortunately nothing <laughs> looked good in that case. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I haven't even really messed around with that. I load the game up and however they they serve it up to me i just i just jump in and start playing so it seems like performance is the default right i would assume i Um, would like to try it in a game like the uh the medium mm -hmm. i think i have performance for that as well i would like to try the graphics because i feel like in that game that's more important because i mean it's just like a static camera like a resident evil game right it's like quick quick movements like frame rate like that's not in my opinion, wildly important for a game like that. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to try that too. Yeah, try it out and, and report back. Uh, I thought it was funny that you said you played oh. Immortals for, you know, about like five or six hours this past week. And I think in one day alone, I probably put five or six hours into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> and what did uh, that yield you? It yielded me. Thank you. Uh, it, it yielded me. I finished it. I beat the game. And um, wow. in six hours, I hear that's pretty good for. <laughs> I now have the speed run record. <laughs> um, and not only did you finish it in six hours, I also platinum it. Yeah, that's right. So there I have the speed is. run for the plat. Yeah, technically, not just it's not just any completion, one hundred percent completion. Um, really good game, like really fun, and it probably is my favorite Assassin's Creed. Uh, I think I've said it now the past however many weeks I've been playing this game, but they really built off of what they did with Origins and Odyssey, which was obviously a 
just a twist from what they had done with the same old Assassin's Creed of old. And um, yeah, this one just felt the best finally. Uh, I, in my opinion, it would go of the new three. It would be Valhalla, Origins, Odyssey. Um, but yeah, it, it really just nailed it in my opinion. And uh, just like a cool time period that after they did Egypt and uh, was it Rome or, or Greece with Odyssey, it, it kind of made sense for them to do something like Vikings. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, it took me, I, I would, I would bet a hundred hours in total. So just, okay. just be prepared for that, but That's easy to sink a lot of time me. into. Yeah. So about two years. <laughs> Um, and then I also, just for like shigs, I uh, beat Control and I platinumed that. And just, wow, uh, if you could go ahead and play that game and then explain it to me, that'd be greatly appreciated. Um, I played Quantum Break, so I might be able to do that. <laughs> it's very, very confusing. Um, it's all, it's fun, though. It's fun. Gameplay is really good. Um, I was playing the ultimate edition, so it was like the enhanced for next gen, mm-hmm. and it played so smooth. I loved it so much with the dual with the dual sense. I think I might have talked about it before, but it was like really clicky with the shooting, and I loved it. I loved it so much, um, and it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. But it's just a very weird and like twisted and like just all over the place. And by the end of it, I was like, okay, I think I have my head wrapped around this, but I'm really not sure. Um, I. I really, I've been wanting to play that game forever because I did like Quantum Break. That's a game that took me forever. I did fall out of it, but once I got back into it, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Hardest boss fight I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted to play it, and it's free on Game Pass. But it's at first, it was just the standard edition, and I knew that eventually it was coming to next gen. So I said, okay, I'm just gonna wait. You know, it's the same same philosophy like with Cyberpunk. I still haven't played that because I just want to wait until it's right. Um, not that control wasn't right before, but we knew it was coming out for next gen. And, you know, if you have the option to play between the two, why wouldn't you wait if you have the system? Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was free on game pass, but I don't know, like, even if I download, actually, I do have it downloaded on my series X, but I don't know if it's going to be the series X enhanced version. Usually there's a little like icon on the game, like in your library that says if it is, um, but it, but it doesn't have that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I really want to play it. I would probably drop at least one of my 80 games that I'm playing right now to, to play through it. But. <laughs> yeah, it's, like I said, it's fun. And it's honestly not that long either. You can get through it relatively quick. Um, and, and yeah, and so, but yeah, I planned that too. And then mm-hmm. um, I didn't stop there. I also... <laughs> beat and platinumed concrete genie which so i think control control and concrete genie were both the same month for ps plus so that's why i had both of those and i uh, i started playing them for my channel and i was concrete genie was kind of whatever control was pretty fun and so but yeah i i decided to put uh, especially because concrete genie was uh playstation exclusive that i had never even actually heard of or if i did i'd forgotten about it um and yeah, just both weird, uh, but good, but also 
weird. And after I got, after I platinumed and finished both of them, I was just very much kind of like, now what? Now what do I do with my life? Like these both left a weird feeling in my stomach. So then uh, I'm not done. Thank you. Uh, I decided to uh, play and stream uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Falsebound Kingdom, which is a GameCube game. (laughs) No, no. Um, It's a GameCube game that I was able to stream. And uh, I love it so much. Are you going to stream that again? I did see you were doing it. I yeah, I wasn't able to jump on at the time. But yeah, I'll just... probably I'll probably be doing it. Um, I think probably like just weekly. Like it'll be one of my days. I'll pump some time into it. But, but yeah, just like the old days. Just like the old days. Just sitting down for a good five to eight hours playing some video games. Um, but yeah, that that was also I, I did control and conquer genie just because I knew I wanted to finish them and I knew I wanted to at least try and plan them. And uh, that way I could clear the space to keep up with that. You know, the whole the whole storage debacle of these next gen consoles uh, mm-hmm. still hasn't been an issue because I've been trying to keep up with stuff and delete it off of the console as soon as I'm done with them. So still doing good in that regard. Excellent. How many platinums do you have on the year now? On the year? You know what? This is this is going to be fun. Let's I'll let you guess. How many do you think I have? I feel like you already told me it was over 20. (laughs) No, it's not over 20. Are you sure? I'm positive it's not over 20. 17. Uh, That's really close. It's 15. (laughs) Which is insane. Because last year I set the goal for myself to do 20 in 2020 because I was like, ah, symmetry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but I already got 15. So I'm just as much of a loser this year as I was last year. You're more of a loser. Okay, now hang on. <laughs> well, I mean, proportionally. I mean, if you don't get five more platinums by the end of the year, then okay, you'll be less of a loser. But, <laughs> you know, it just pays. I mean, MLB right around the corner. We got new Pokemon games coming out. Um, those. Nope. Mario Golf. And you and I are going to be, you and I are going to be hitting the links this summer, doing 360, yeah. 360, uh, hits on the golf club i don't know whatever anyway it's like we (laughs) talked about before the before the podcast golf right yeah oh yeah anyway but that's perfect because we can get shwasted and uh we can probably buy like a go-kart or something for you to just drive around Hmm. this might be a good idea all right we're gonna shelf this and not give up any more details um Instead, watch this. Let us jump into the details of a, a cheeky little uh, EA is a terrible company, and this further points that out. Story. And that's it. Next topic. <laughs> yeah, well, e- EA. <laughs> um, EA is investigating a FIFA scandal. Pack it up. We can go home. It's over. FIFA, ultimate team, shut it down. Uh, put an end to it. I just want to start off and just get my personal bias out there. I think EA is one of the worst companies in video games. Now that I've said that, this just further that's, cemented it for me. I think uh, that's kind of a universal feeling. I don't yeah. think anybody likes EA. 
they're just so sleazy, right? And, like, this story just was gross and, like, again, just, like, further pushed that narrative in my head. Um, Yeah, they have a FIFA scandal after an employee allegedly caught or was allegedly caught selling rare FIFA Ultimate Team cards. And, like, what uh what a piece of garbage human being because uh ea it's an it's some crazy number i'm not going to look it up to back this up what i'm about to say but i'm i'm pretty sure it was like 90% of their revenue if not more comes from fifa ultimate team on like a yearly basis that's disgusting that is terrible and i don't know if we've really gotten into loot boxes and stuff like that too much on this but you like i don't care how you try to spin it um they know what they're doing and they are absolutely taking advantage of people who uh just fall victim to like the the gotcha mechanics that are loot boxes i'll be the first to admit with mlb the show they have like packs and stuff and i i buy them constantly i don't use real money Though if it were my choice, I could. Um, I, I save up the in-game currency to do so. And I get addicted to opening packs. It is an addictive thing. Um, but yeah, it it's something that they have long taken advantage of. And I like, I don't know. I Part of me is kind of surprised that like this hasn't come up before. Just because this seems like an avenue that somebody would try and exploit. I have many questions. Go ahead. What is FIFA? <laughs> I All I know about FIFA is that they're a racist organization. Um, <laughs> so this doesn't help. Not that this is really their fault, but mm-hmm. anyway. Um, the MLB, the show, the, the in-game currency. So you earn that. You said you're telling me you can buy those packs without spending a dime of real money. I think you, you can, can do it in FIFA money. too. Uh, you can do it in Madden, right? Do you play nah. Ultimate Team in Madden? I haven't in a very long time. I started playing the Yard, which I think is kind of like a similar mechanic, but it's almost impossible to like earn enough to like get anything that's like worth getting. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's typically um, like challenges and stuff that like net you in-game rewards. MLB seem to be pretty good about it at least this most recent year i put a ton of time into diamond dynasty their version of ultimate team and i bought i would like use that to buy packs instead of going on to like the player market where you can like buy just like a specific player and stuff like that um but yeah i didn't have to spend a single dollar of real money on that okay good to know my second question before we call this person a piece of garbage do we know why they did it (laughs) <laughs> it was so that they could put food on their family's table well like and, and that's that's just why i bring it up because i mean was this person just kind of robin hooding like they acknowledge the fact that this is a piece of shit way to make money and ea is continuously sued over it and yet they they continue to do it but he was he was selling rare cards for a thousand dollars like real money like I don't know how that looks. I don't know how you can spin that in a good way. How that's better than what EA is doing. Yeah, I mean, it's, if anything, it's worse. 
because uh, I, I don't think you have to spend a thousand dollars you it's your choice ea will tell you it's your choice to spend a thousand dollars if you so please um yeah i don't know i the reason i said about the whole putting food on the family's table because that's what scalpers were using as their excuse right um right which may or may not be bullshit <laughs> right i i yeah no i think i think this was I don't know for sure, but this seems pretty nefarious. This seems like trying to pad one's own pocket. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just super, like I said, it's just gross. Like you're just taking advantage of people who like realistically don't know better and just are like, yeah, a thousand dollars to get these five players because they've, they've done a really good job of building up this system of like, if you don't have these players, you can't win and stuff like that. It, Mm -hmm. it's not technically the case, but like, you know, make the case for pay to play. They make it out to be that way for sure. Um, the thing that bothers me the most is that EA, like they're, they're launching an investigation into the allegations and it's just like, that to me just seems like it can be a total like they can just cover that up like they can be like no we didn't find anything but also we'd like to announce the firing of this person like right. you know in a totally unrelated move this person has been let go like yeah see i mean google especially does that but yeah ea could absolutely do that yeah it would be it'd be funny if they do investigate it and then they post the their findings on Twitter and they just post the Spider Man meme of the two of them pointing at each other. I feel like <laughs> they have to the take themselves out. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's just really funny because again, I, I'm not sure. I can't I'm trying to rack my brain. Have we talked about loot boxes much? I think the closest we got to talking about it was like NBA or like two K. And I think oh. we briefly talked about loot boxes when we talked about like in-game ads. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's obviously a ton of like legality issues now popping up about mm-hmm. these. And I think that's really good. I think that should be the case because think about the, the issues a sports game is going to have if they have to make their game M rated just so they can put, uh, you know, these, these gotcha mechanics in. Right. Um, or you just fucking stop. <laughs> right. Yep. So, you have to buy the same game every year for $60. Isn't like, that enough of a crime? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, um, yeah. And so I think this is going to put them under an even harsher eye, which I think is awesome. I think, like, good. They they should. And, like, I think um, hopefully there are a ton, like, a ton of repercussions from this, even though technically this is an employee acting on their own. Um yeah, I mean, you were saying like you can draw so many similarities to how is this really any different than what EA does? So I don't know. Yeah, it's so I could see a lot of people having arguments against this. Mm-hmm. Um, and saying like, oh, like if people want to buy these cards, these advantages with real money, they should. But the issue is the people making that argument. Mm-hmm aren't the ones that are like, I, I, I think from my knowledge of these loot box issues, it's not people who like knowingly spend their own money to buy them. Like people are willing to spend money on that stupid shit. Great. That's fine. But it's like kids who like got their parents' credit card on their Xbox once. Yep. And now they're like, Oh, a thousand bucks. Like that's, that's nothing. Right. 
but they don't understand they're spending a thousand real dollars mm-hmm. uh, basically bullshit i mean it's something that's going to be good for a game for one year right i don't know if it carries over year to year but you know what i'm saying the, the, regardless there'll be something better next year right yeah it's definitely uh yeah you you nailed it um God, I can't, I can't even imagine you said about like a kid being like a thousand dollars. That's nothing. Like, I think when I was a kid, a thousand dollars to me would have bought me the moon. Like, I'm pretty sure I believed that. I, I'm 24 and I believe that. <laughs> the things I do for a thousand dollars. This just then Mike gets a stimulus check, buys the moon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but but think about it. Okay, so what if this kid, because we know this happens too, and states want to ban it, but what if a kid plays GTA, okay? Mm-hmm. That uses U.S. dollars as the in-game currency, and you can't buy a <laughs> fucking El Camino with rust on it for under $2 million in that game. Right. So... Yeah, it's all shit. I mean, if you see, like, Ronaldinho's car for $1,000 dollars card for a thousand dollars like you're like oh that's 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 nothing right that's true that's a that's actually a really good point um my guess is that i don't know for sure the people who were being reached out to my guess is they were probably people within the community who like you know are like relatively well known um but yeah i don't know for sure it's just like i said it's just gross and like and it makes you wonder about the other the other games that have these things where it's like an exclusive it's an exclusivity thing to have messy and to have this specific messy card. So like if you really want it, you can like spend X number of dollars, like real dollars, and I'll just guarantee that you have it. Um which I guess is also like a part of the issue because like the packs are supposed to be random. It's supposed to be a game of chance. It's fucked up, but that's the case. Um but yeah, it definitely makes me wonder about all these other companies that have these these like in-game loot box purchase things, you know? See, if this idiot who was selling the cards um, were smart, mm-hmm. he should have converted them into NFTs and sold them for like $69 million each. <laughs> because some even bigger idiot would have bought it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh where you were going with that i wasn't really sure but when you said what this guy should have done i just instantly thought of the guy who was like i don't know if you remember this This is a total tangent but he was like filing lawsuits for like low amounts of money against like google and apple and like all these like big tech companies and they were such Mm -hmm. it was such a low amount of money that they just kept like paying it out yeah until until he had amassed over it was like a ridiculous amount. Like, let's say it was 10 million or something like that. And every time I hear this story, I'm like, he hit a million and thought, I'm going to keep going. Like, I would have <laughs> I would have been sweating bullets after the first like $420 request because I would laugh because 420, <laughs> hilarious. You wouldn't start I, at 69. <laughs> true. That would have gone to Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> um, must have been like, hire him. <laughs> man's brilliant. Um I, yeah, I always think about that, and that's why, I, I, for some reason, when you were like, "If this idiot, would, if this idiot was smart," that's instantly what popped into my head. So anyway, <laughs> um, I appreciate it. That was one smart idiot. Yeah. Um. All right, let's talk about good news. Let's stop talking about um, 
the baddies at EA. And let's talk about PlayStation and Xbox. They um, both had a pretty good, pretty good week. Um, PlayStation with like more announcements, but I feel like Xbox had the heavy hitter. So we'll go to them last. Um, and f- we'll start first. Let's start with the um, the like studio shakeup that that PlayStation has going on. Okay. That's me tossing it to you. Oh, great. I'm going to the research <laughs> on that. <clears throat> yeah, so there was there was some news. I, I guess it's been over the past two weeks. I just I just caught wind of it uh, two two or three days ago. But Sony's Japan studio uh, seems to be downsizing. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I've read, some of it is voluntary and some of it's involuntary. Kind of wish I would have said that the other way around for a fact, but <laughs> it, uh, it, it sounds like people are getting, most people are getting laid off, but even like leaders are, are choosing to leave. Um, strange to me. Um, it's always been my interpretation that Japan studios has always been one of the big ones. Right. Kind of like uh, sneaky big. Right. I mean, they've had, um, I, I guess my favorite game from them is probably um, Gravity Rush. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the others they've had, but did they were they, do, uh, were they knack? Uh, yeah, they might have been. And if that's the case, then I redact my statement. <laughs> Uh, they were knack. Um, I also want to say they were the um, weren't they behind like Astro or like they okay. had like their hands someone on Astro? Um, they... I have a list of at least some of them. Go ahead. Um, Ape Escape, okay. Uh, Legend of Dragoon, Eco, and the Shadow of Colossus, which two obviously beloved. PlayStation games. Siren, Loco Roco, which another big PSP game at the time, and then went to other consoles. Patapon, another big PSP game. Mm-hmm. Gravity Rush, Knack, and The Last Guardian. And it looks like they published Bloodborne. And they, oh, they're also Shadow of the Colossus, which makes sense if they were Last Guardian. So yeah, sneaky big. I, yeah, yeah. And they did do Astro's pay, uh, Playroom. Boom, boom, boom. At least part of it. Yeah, I don't know um, to what capacity, but. So. Okay, I'm just on Wikipedia here and they have <laughs> some more details. So this says in early 2021, uh, several Japan studio employees announced that they were departing the company. According to multiple sources speaking with Video Games Chronicle, Sony had not renewed most of the contracts for the studio outside of those on the Asobi team because the studio was not considered profitable enough to continue with original game development. Um, and it sounds like that Asobi team is the one that it's that recentering. On Ast- yeah, and that's one that has worked on Astros. Okay. Um, so that's... That's really strange to me. Like, yeah, they're not having the big blockbuster games like The Last of Us or like the the stuff you see out of like Naughty Dog and San Diego uh, or sorry, Santa Monica. Um, 
and um, Gorilla. But the games that they've had, like in, in this whole list here of products they have, I don't know Siren, and I don't know The Legend of Dragoon. I feel like I've heard of Legend of Dragoon, but like I don't, I've, I've never played it. I've at least like partially played the rest of these. Um, I mean, if they said it was for profit or, or lack thereof, they've obviously got some sort of metric in making this decision. Like, I don't think Sony's in a spot where they should just say, like, hey, we need to just start shutting studios down. I mean, mm-hmm. Xbox is buying studios and opening studios, and that can't be right, so we got to start shutting them down. Right. Yeah, I think uh, it's... Just real quick, you, I mean, you nailed that. Like, these are all games that I think most people have heard of, and, and a lot of them relatively well received now there's a bit of a meme around knack three i don't get it but um (laughs) but yeah it's just it's crazy and i think i think it's just the fact that like the games were well received but just missed the sales numbers that these other big games from the other companies that you said just get from just the natural push of of those games like you said last of us and um like god of war and like they're just these big overhyped games and these other ones are just smaller almost indie-esque and people maybe go like eh, i can pass on that one or um you know i'll, I'll get it and eventually and stuff like that and that concerns me because the games that japan studio has put out like they're the ones that make me nostalgic mm-hmm not because I played them when I was a kid, but they remind me of like the games that I played on PlayStation one and PlayStation two. And I feel like Japan studio still kind of inhibited like the early two thousands, late nineties, like PlayStation culture. And the fact that Sony at large, like wants to, I guess, I don't know, has less confidence in them, wants to start moving on from them. That, worries me about the direction of of sony and kind of stupid in my opinion because when we've watched all the big showcases in the last year like when playstation did their showcase for the ps4 the very first one mm-hmm. and they're showing off games like they all like well, well a, a, a large amount of them have seemingly taken inspiration from like japanese games and jrpgs and it just seems like that's what's big right now are those styles of games and you're divesting in a studio that can make it just doesn't make sense to me right and also like man we listed all these games and like that was one studio that made all these different games whereas the other ones uh for a lack of a better word predictable maybe uh you know gorilla's gonna churn out horizon we know what they're working on mm-hmm. um insomniac is working on spider-man and ratchet and clank like we know what we're getting from them um and san diego like literally just makes the makes, show <laughs> makes mlb exactly it's kind of it it's I'm sure a good move financially, I get it, but I think it's a bad move from a standpoint of like providing more and like making that long list of like great games to only play on PlayStation. This kind of seems like a pretty big hit. Yeah, I 
I feel like they'll. It's not like the studio's going away. But, right. And and I don't know the internal workings of the studios, but what are they going to be able to push out now? Like they're not going to be able to push out like an Eco and Shadow of Colossus remake. And this is just an example. Uh, a remake of those two games, like at the same time they're trying to ship Knack Three and like a new mm-hmm. Astros game. Like they're not going to be able to do that. I, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see, but um, I think it's disappointing. And it, like I said, it kind of frightens me. For we, we know Sony has had some leadership shakeups in the past couple of years, so I, I, I I don't really know where their heads at. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, it's it's refreshing to know that like it wasn't like they just completely shut down the studio again. They kind of recentered around the the team behind Astro, um, and I'm sure you know with with instances like this, there may be like another opportunity within one of the other first party studios that I'm sure people will get an opportunity at. But yeah, just kind of it was weird. It was weird news, I think, to say the least, and it'll be interesting to see how it impacts them maybe it will be positive i I, right now though i would say this leans negative for me yeah i agree um the other important bit of news was (laughs) them building up a new studio yeah and i know you mentioned that the xbox news was biggest to you Mm -hmm. but i think that this was my favorite piece of news from the past two weeks okay so they're starting this new studio based out of montreal called haven and it's really being started up started up by jade raymond which if you go back a couple episodes maybe early february (laughs) or late january um we were talking about jade raymond leaving uh stadia games and entertainment um, and that was kind of, it seemed to be the catalyst for Google stepping up and saying, okay, well, this isn't really for us. Mm-hmm. So for me, this is insane news. I am a huge Jade Raymond fan. Um, she was one of the creators of Assassin's Creed, like the originals. Um, and she also did a lot of work in some of the later Splinter Cell games, which, as you know, probably my favorite (laughs) series. Right. Um, And she also helped create the Watch Dogs franchises. Um, And she's obviously just had, for only being 45, an insane career in gaming. Mm -hmm. Um, So to hear that she's heading up her own studio with Sony... Um, really exciting for me. I think with her experience in the games that she's created and, um, you know, even just, you know, helped develop, um, we're going to have some cool games. Let, Let me just give a list here. Here's just like the first list on Wikipedia here. She worked on the Sims online as a producer. She was a producer of Assassin's Creed. She was the managing director of Metal Gear Solid 4. And she was the executive producer for Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed Bloodlines, Splinter Cell Blacklist, uh, Watchdog, uh, and Watchdogs. 
She was the managing director for Assassin's Creed Unity and Far Cry 4. Oh my god. And she was the executive producer for the Mighty Quest for Epic Loot. I have no fucking clue what that is, but it was a Ubisoft Montreal game. Apparently it was like a free-to-play RPG. And then she was um, the senior vice president of... uh, That was... That's phrase weird. It says SVP uh, group general manager for Star Wars Battlefront 2. And in there, um, that, that list is missing some. Like, I know she had a big part in um, Swinter Cell Conviction as well, which is one of my favorite games, like, specifically mm-hmm. from the series. Um, she just has such a wide breadth of game styles. Um that it'll be really cool to see like what comes out of there. Uh, I think we'll be able to see like, I don't know if any other studio besides Naughty Dog were to create like uh, an uncharted game. I think this would be a big candidate for it just based off of some of the games. Mm-hmm. Not just like, we know Bend made one for the Vita, but um, I think we'll see a lot of like games like that just based off experience. But you know, it seems like she could, create just about anything um i know a lot of people uh, are going to want to work for her um so you're going to get a ton of good talent there yeah she uh in the blog post she basically said that like basically a lot of the developers she's worked with in the past are going to be like coming together to to like create games my favorite part of the blog post though was the end where the name of the studio is Haven, and they say, Taylor, we want to create games that are a haven for players, and we want to build a studio that is a haven for developers. I don't know why. You know, maybe just, like, the, the the like, the romantic in me. I don't know. I don't know the right word, but I really loved the, uh, the way that was phrased. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at, look at the industry, especially for developers. And it's mm-hmm. hard to find a studio that you could consider a haven. Right. I mean, they all seem not all of them. Okay. Um, a vast majority <laughs> of them like seem like they're a nightmare to work with or work for because they understand the fact that like gaming's a hard industry to get into and you're not going to leave it. So we're going to treat you however we want. Right. Hard cut to us now talking about how Haven studio is instilling crunch on their, right. <laughs> on their workers. No, but you're absolutely right. So, I'm looking forward. Uh, they're already working on an unannounced IP. Looking forward to hearing what that is and and seeing more there. Just because it's another, it's going to be another big game, and it's exciting to see what that's going to be. I'm going to say this. Go ahead. If it's Splinter Cell, I'm going to shit my pants. Because <laughs> I just I read an article right before we started recording that right before Jade Raymond left uh, Ubisoft and. 2019 or whatever it was um she mentioned that they were working on another splinter cell game that was going to be pretty similar to blacklist um and that it just i don't know i don't want to put false like i don't i don't (laughs) want to paraphrase it wrong but it's basically like it just never got anywhere even though like i think it was ubisoft montreal that was gonna make it again Mm -hmm. and she's like whatever fuck it i'm leaving 
would you be okay like if it's not splinter cell but it's it's like wink wink nudge nudge splinter cell oh yeah <laughs> it's just it's mo- like i don't know i like this the splinter cell like story and the lore and everything but right i don't even like i couldn't even tell you a game I, I guess i don't know i i can't even compare metal gear and splinter cell like i don't think they're very similar at all mm-hmm I guess probably like the newer Ghost Recon games are the closest to like what I'm looking for, but in my opinion, there's just nothing like it. So, and I'm a Metal Gear fan. Don't get me wrong, but like just some of the silly shit, like knowing it's a Konami game, and um, the fact that like I don't know, in, in the most recent Metal Gear games, like there's I, I guess in every Metal Gear game, there's some sort of like supernatural. Like I don't want that. I kind of just want like a more realistic like stealth game. Right. Lots of options with how you can play it. That's definitely uh that's definitely a Kojima thing. He's 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 a freak. He he's crazy. I I love the worlds that he's able to build and stuff like that, but like that's mm-hmm. why you sometimes get those like like you said, like supernatural and like far fetched type of things because you know that he's like he's all about that. Yeah, for sure. And I and I get it. Like I, I hated that for a while, but then mm-hmm. also it's like it's video games, like Man's gonna build where he wants to build. Right. And it's just, you know, it doesn't have to be realistic. It's whatever world, yeah, he wants to create. And if Konami says no, he goes, okay, I go make my own studio now. And then he does. Yeah. Um, PlayStation heard announced. about that in a while, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. They, they uh, what? They did Death Stranding and then uh, it got released on PC and that's been it. Yeah. But um, yeah, Sony announced this, this opening on Twitter. And uh, I was telling you about this beforehand. Phil Spencer. Um, like replied to it and said congrats to um uh jade raymond on the new studio looking forward to seeing what you and the team create and i was saying to you that i always picture him saying these things because he does genuinely seem like a nice guy but uh he like always says these things and i just expect him like as he's typing it to be laughing going game pass is the best place to uh play (laughs) bethesda games and uh game pass is the greatest investment in all of gaming and game pass is the greatest deal like i i I always love to think about him as this like mastermind because behind the the scenes he did pull off like this bethesda deal and all this other stuff right that we've given like so much credit to and like game pass and all, Mm -hmm. all these things um but also i like i love to just think of him as this like truly evil maniacal person because front facing he would always seem to just be like i love games i want to see games do well i really do not care go video games like he just seems like clear cut in that in that delivery (laughs) yeah and i think to a certain degree he's responsible for the culture among like xbox gamers Mm -hmm. i don't know this is this is my opinion but i definitely feel like for at least most of its existence with PlayStation, like Xbox gamers have been way more toxic. And I, I feel like once he, I feel like he was one of the leaders to like realize like, Oh, this is an issue. And like, this is reflective of our whole company. So like, I need to say like, yes, this is great for gaming that PlayStation has had the success. Like congrats Mm -hmm. on on the launch of this game. Congrats on the launch of the studio. Like this is really good for gaming at large. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you've, you've got to know in the back of his mind, all anybody <laughs> has been able to talk about for the past six months has been, how is Xbox making money? 
<laughs> how, can, how can it only be $15 a month to get all these games on Xbox, on two generations of Xbox now? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, tech, technically, technically three, I think, because uh, maybe not. I'm, I'm trying to think, like, I think you can maybe download, like, if they put, like, a 360 game on there. I think you can, like, claim it on your phone and then download it on an Xbox. I could be wrong, though. I might be thinking of games with gold. But we'll say two generations of Xbox. You can get games on your PC. And now you can stream games on xCloud. Not only that, but basically every Xbox first-party IP is going to be on here on day one for no extra charge. Mm-hmm. And also, we're going to do this partnership with EA, so you get selective... Uh, Select EA games included, mm-hmm. no extra cost. And now that's expanding to PC too, I think, mm-hmm. this week or next week. Yeah, that was just announced, I think, over the past couple of days that that's going to be happening. Yeah. Huge win. So, he, that's got to be in, in everything he does. That's got to <laughs> be in the back of his mind. For sure. Um, no, yeah, he... he it's funny because I always thought that, like, especially, like, 360 era, like, PS3, 360 era, it was very much, like, the butting heads of, like, I'm better, I'm better. And now it's just, it's very much to me, like, PS4 and uh, want Xbox One maybe a little bit, but now with the PS5, it's, like, PS5's shouting, like, we're better. And then Xbox is, like, so anyway, this is what we're doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> they don't shout back. And it's it's great and you know the the big news for me at least i thought this was like the biggest thing because it has finally squashed all questions um this week they did a a microsoft bethesda roundtable to about like the new partnership and everything and um you know people have been asking and finally uh phil spencer answered the question about how this is going to you know how Bethesda games will be moving forward. It's been up in the air. You know, the some games will be um, on other consoles and and whatnot. But he basically, again, just came out and said that um, the partnership will deliver exclusive games that ship on platforms where Xbox Game Pass exists. So going forward, like, yes, the obligation of Deathloop is still there. And so that will be on um, PlayStation and Ghostwire Tokyo, right? Um, I believe that was under Bethesda. Uh, That's also like a timed release that will be on PlayStation. But then after that, this sounds like if you want to play the new Skyrim 7, Skyrim 6, uh, you have to play it on game pass like you have to or you have to play it on a console that has um game pass and the best way to play is going to be through game pass because the game will be available on game pass and then to make things even better for xbox game pass um subscribers they announced 20 games that would be hitting the back catalog and it was both dishonored's uh both dooms uh, what i guess maybe some of the old dooms too technically yeah um, the original i think the original doom was on there morrowind oblivion new vegas uh i think far cry th- or sorry not far cry fallout 3 fallout 3 new vegas and 4 were all included maybe and 
Uh, I want to say uh, they, they definitely showed 76 in the graphic too, but I think oh. that was already there. But maybe that's the one I was thinking of. Um, Prey, Rage 2, um, The Evil Within. The Wolfensteins. Wolfensteins. Yep, The Evil Within. Uh, just the just the first one, though. Isn't there two of those games? I think there are two, yeah. Okay. Um, Absolutely insane. Absolutely yeah. insane. What a and value. On, on top of that, they said like even the older games, like Morrowind, they're getting the FPS boost, too. Yeah. And I they mean, talked about that in the round table. This was kind of like a showcase of it. They're like, hey, like we just decided that we're going to put this game on Game Pass, and it's going to play pretty close to a next-gen game with no additional work from the studios. Mm-hmm. So then that's another selling point to, to publishers or developers. Like you don't have to be on game pass. I mean, I'm assuming that that's going to be like special treatment. Like, Hey, you go on game pass, you know, you basically just have to give us, you can give us a 360 game and our console is going to make it look like, or at least feel like a, a, a series X game. No right. additional investment on your point on your part it's just absolutely insane and and i like i look at this and i'm like i don't understand how anybody can say that this isn't the best value in gaming anymore and there's just like no excuse and like i'm not kicking myself for getting a ps5 by any means whatsoever but Mm -hmm. it shocks me that the ps5 has sold so abundantly well when like the better choice has been since day one and it just keeps becoming the clearer better choice in my opinion to get the xbox and i'm just extra mad for selfish reasons because i had to really work to get my ps5 and nobody else should have even wanted it (laughs) (laughs) um this has been we've talked about it before but this has been such a refreshing and such an awesome reversal by microsoft to switch the narrative in their favor and i I mean, I guess it hasn't completely come through on the public side of things because, like I said, people are still, you know, just more hyped to get the PlayStation. Um, but it, or at least that's how it seems at times. But yeah, it's um, they've, they, in my opinion, you know, like if we're talking about you know who's winning and all that stuff, it's clearly them. And you know, after a rough last generation. Um, especially with how it started, they finished strong, but with how it started, this is exactly what they needed. And just like huge, huge kudos to them and just huge props. Um, just awesome. Definitely. And I want to speak to Microsoft altogether and how, and how they've tackled this over the past 10 years. So back when Steve Ballmer was still the CEO of Microsoft, like, there was talk in in selling the Xbox brand mm-hmm. or, or, you know, just being done with it because it, it just wasn't as profitable as they wanted. And then Satya Nadella came on board and not just for Xbox, but for everything with Microsoft, like what could be successful was made successful and whatever was dead weight, he cut off. Mm-hmm. So... During the um, roundtable, the Bethesda Xbox roundtable, I think it was Phil Spencer that said, it was either Phil Spencer or Aaron Greenberg that said, Satya Nadella talked to them about, like when, when Xbox, when the Xbox team decided they were going to start acquiring 
other studios. He said that the reason to acquire these studios, and this, this is not verbatim, the reason to acquire these studios is not simply to just like hold them and hold okay. the property, but it's because that our company at the core is missing something and we have stuff to learn from these other companies. So that's why you buy a big company like Bethesda, a big successful company, because now Microsoft is going to learn more about gaming from Bethesda. And then obviously right. it's going to be um, um, reciprocal. Like obviously Bethesda is going to learn and they're going to have the resources from Microsoft. Um, it's just Microsoft at large has been doing such a good job. And from my personal experience, I mean, during, during COVID, Microsoft has made a big push to say like, okay, like we need to separate work from home because it's been a lot harder. And, you know, they've been trying to do things with teams to like, like Microsoft teams uh, in the corporate world to like make it seem more like you're back in the office. Like there's fun things to do. Like you can send people gift cards, you can play games, you can do yoga, whatever, like within teams. Mm-hmm. Um. But from my personal experience, like I, I live, like I use a Windows PC for work. I use a Windows PC for personal work. Like I actually, I have um, a Surface phone and I have a Surface book. And having the Xbox as well has made it like a very like harmonious transition from work to like play and home. Mm-hmm. Because I go from being in a Microsoft ecosystem all day. That's very like a work ecosystem. And then I just say like, okay, well, I'm going to jump on Xbox for a couple hours. And it's not like a hard stop. Like, cause you, you turn on the Xbox and like, everything's familiar. Like the, um, the feel of like the software is familiar. So it's, it's a very smooth transition. And when I'm done, like I genuinely feel like I'm back in the real world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something they've put an emphasis on. And it's just crazy to me that, Microsoft, you know, a big, very, you know, very focused on business company has improved this vessel to like help people actually enjoy life. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. And that might be dramatic, but like, that's just the way I see it. (laughs) No, no, for sure. Like that's their mission at this point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you know that like, yeah, it does sound, um, like a, a bit over the top but i mean it's so true like i mean i don't think enough can be said just for for what they're doing um and yeah I, not to completely um just like skip over it but um the whole the whole haven studio is like it's huge news but i feel like it just is going to continuously i i think for a while it's going to be hard for a news article to come out that that um surpasses this whole Bethesda deal and just how much it's done for for Microsoft cuz i mean we, again it just it's just crazy <laughs> that's all i can say right and to think that you know there's probably going to be more yeah it'll be interesting um you and i kind of had a bit of a back and forth you know not on the podcast kind of saying like i mean, I said i don't know if there will be another acquisition which is always a bold statement to say i don't know if there's ever going to be another one of these things <laughs> but another acquisition that that surpasses just how huge this is 
Um, and I, I think I mean that in a multitude of ways. You know, I don't just mean like price because obviously this wasn't even the biggest all time in terms of that. Um, I think it's just more so of like a what it does for both. Um, I mean, think about like the creativity now that like the avenues that Bethesda and all of the the companies underneath them are within their umbrella are going to have to kind of just maybe experiment and just kind of do something new. I think that's just really exciting. Um, not even like just for them, but just for the gaming landscape in general. And so I just have to wonder if there's ever going to be an acquisition that does, you know, and then uh, in terms of like competitive edge as well. Um, but I have to wonder if there will ever be something that does just as much or more than what this one has done. Yeah. I, I just, I don't, I don't know what else there could be. I mean, obviously until like a newer studio gets built up to the, to like Bethesda levels and, uh, and then gets bought, but and you have to imagine like Ubisoft, EA, they're not getting bought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like Sony wants to invest in homegrown studios. So mm-hmm. that's that's probably just going to be where their investment lies, especially with this new one from Haven. And, um, you know, they, they like we talked about, they have uh, Kojima's new studio too. Um, I just see them buying a studio either. Yeah, I can't. I can't picture them making it like a huge splashy purchase just because they've they've for so long kind of like taken like small and then building up or building completely like you said homegrown has just mm-hmm. seemed to be their way. And I think that also kind of plays into the fact that like when we had brought up about them like potentially buying like Square Enix because that's something that I said would make sense. Like you brought up like well, antitrust is going to come into play there if they try to make those games full on just exclusive. Right. Um, like there might be issues there, but if they were to build up their own, like you, how can you really, you know what I mean? So yeah, it, the two methods are, are interesting, but Bethesda or sorry, Microsoft has done really well to, with all of their acquisitions that they've been doing, they've been buying up a lot and, um, it's something that they definitely needed to do. They realized it, they capitalized on opportunities and, I mean, again, just like complete hats off. And if you have an Xbox and don't have Game Pass, please, for the love of God, tell me why. Because I don't have an Xbox and I'm tempted to get Game Pass for whatever fucking reason. (laughs) Um, Hey, I offered you a Series S. (laughs) Well, wait, can we talk about, didn't you have another Series X in your cart? Uh, yeah, I had another Series S in my car. Oh, Series S. <laughs> we didn't even talk about that, but... I, I honestly forgot about it. I did try, I think yesterday I tried for another Series X, but... Oh my god, you're such yeah, a... Yeah, I, I had another um, Series S in my car. Sorry, my dog's escaping my office. <laughs> um, I had another Series S in my car, and I was like... <laughs> I don't need to go any further. <laughs> I'm not doing this again. Oh my god! Um, and yesterday, I saw that uh, Wario 64 had said that uh, both Series X and Series S were up uh, on the Microsoft Store, and I saw that about 40 minutes too late, which was about how late I was uh, to the Series S. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when I was able to get another or well get a Series S, and uh, it seems like they have fixed <laughs> the method that I was able to add these to my cart. It's it's refreshing to know that somebody from Xbox is listening to our podcast. True. <laughs> and uh, two Xbox meant no harm. Just wanted to see <laughs> if I could do it. I'll see you in my white collar prison cell. <laughs> which is probably better than my house. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, this is getting too real. Um <laughs> anything else on like just the the moves of these companies uh, of these two big players um or do you think we've said all that can be said i think it's going to be a really 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 exciting generation like the ps4 was great don't get me wrong i don't think it was anywhere near as exciting as like the ps3 360 generation um and i'm not grateful for covid but I think had it not been for COVID and people gaining, like just general everybody gaining more interest in video gaming, we probably wouldn't have like some of the stories that we have today. And Absolutely. Like companies seeing how important gaming is for, for everybody, really. Like it is now an important source of media. Like it's surpassed all, I think all other forms, we, we talked about this in another podcast uh, all other forms of media um, and just as a way to like basically interact with people um, yeah I, I think it's people are invested in these transactions people are invested in the value that just specifically talking about these two we know that other companies are doing it as well like Nintendo and and uh I guess we'll, we'll call PC. I don't know. I just, I feel like PC definitely doesn't have as much interest as it used to. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think not only this generation, but I have, I have really high hopes for announcements this year. I don't, Mm -hmm. I think obviously we talked about COVID like slowing things down. So I think there's a good chance that we won't actually get a ton of like superb releases though that being said i have quite the list forming of games that i already know i want to get this year um but yeah i think i'm just really excited to see like what are people working on what are they going to be able to deliver on these next gen consoles these just like beast of machines and uh, that's really what i'm looking forward to and i think this is going to be an incredible year i can't say enough that i'm so excited for the summer for sure all right. Do you have a game for next week that that you're excited for? That's coming out within the next week that you're excited for. Can I use DLC? Of course. Then I'm gonna pick some low hanging fruit here. Immortals has got <laughs> their Myths of the Eastern Realm DLC. Great timing because I just got so invested in that game. There you go. Um, and I'm nowhere near ready to play DLC, but um, seemed interesting. Um, I was almost wondering if it was going to be standalone because. As far as I can tell, it's a completely different story. Like I don't think it's, I don't think it's related. Like I think it's a totally different character and and everything. But interesting, I could be wrong. Um. So yeah, it just seems seems cool. It's exciting. Um. 
I guess I should have expected because it's Ubisoft's model to put like at least <laughs> one or two DLCs out, but I guess I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about that. I will likely get it at some point, depending on how the rest of this game goes. For sure. The I didn't get it for Odyssey, but I did get the DLC for Origins. Um, and they seem to be doing like a new thing where like the DLC, maybe it's a new character in this case, uh, like what you're saying. But I'd be willing to put money on that they've built like a new map that has like a pretty good um, area for you to like explore and, and provide new things because that's what they did with Origins for sure. And that was yeah, so cool. Like. Yeah. Um, and like playing through that, it was like I got I got it as the gold edition. So it like came with all the DLC and I paid like 20 bucks and like the DLC alone probably would have been worth like $15. It's probably what it was. So, um, the game I'm looking forward to and solely off of name, didn't even look into it. Um, it's called can't drive this and how dare they first off. Um, and it just sounds like a challenge and I need to prove that I can in fact drive that. And so I'm issuing this as a, (laughs) I am accepting your challenge and, uh, uh, nine months from now when it's free on PlayStation Plus, I will drive that. <laughs> is this is this the same company that made that um train game where um like everybody has to work to build like a train track but the train keeps moving and you have to like get around different obstacles? I don't do you know what game I'm talking about? Yeah, uh unrailed. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, oh wait, I've seen this. Yeah, play PlayStation um, put this on YouTube a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Definitely seems interesting. It is a competitive co-op multiplayer party racing game. So maybe I won't drive it. I. It's, it's not that I can't. Of... It's that I won't. <laughs> <clears throat> It's got a 9 out of 10 on Steam. Yeah, yeah, it does it. Apparently, uh, so I guess this is it coming to other consoles. Or coming to consoles. But, like I said, saw it as a challenge. Was annoyed, actually, instantly. The northeastern part of me came really came out and said, can't drive this. And I said, oh, you want to bet, brother? Uh, anyway. <laughs> brother. <laughs> um, all right, well another episode in the books this is episode 26 i think one day we'll look it up one day some someday uh, somewhere over the rainbow um but yeah thank you so much thank you mike i i don't think i ever thank you for being here and just talking video games with me i appreciate it I'm not getting paid for this, believe it or not. Hang hang on. (laughs) All right. Anyway, enough of enough of that, Mike. (laughs) Um, should we start Patreon? Like, support. Yeah, we do that. Support Mike. We can just like put up pictures of your dogs. Make sure they look really sad and like. Oh no problem. People will eat that up. I have a pit bull, so like, (laughs) it always looks sad. She always does look sad. People, Uh, I literally, my parents, like, every time they see me, they're like. 
are you treating your dog right? <laughs> it's like, yes, I swear to God, I am. Yeah, you give that dog so much attention and it's it's not it's it's never going to be enough. She was literally um in my office with me while we've been recording this podcast. <laughs> because she can't not be. <laughs> she sits here and stares at me, puts her head on my lap. <laughs> We'll have to work on that. We'll have to work on putting together something so that way people can think that they're feeding your your sad dogs, but instead they're just feeding us, if, feeding if our, our sad selves. <laughs> if we set up a Patreon and use London to make money, I would donate all of my part to the SPCA. That would be good. I would donate Which... my part to the S-P-E-N-C-E-R. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you. It's a good, good, uh, good cause. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so is much it? for listening. It is. Do you want to close it out? Yeah. Who do you Who do you think uh, we should share the podcast with? Go ahead and share it with somebody who doesn't have, who has an Xbox but doesn't have Game Pass, so that they can respond to my question earlier, where I said, "What are you doing? Tell me why you haven't yet." That'd be good. That'd be insightful. We'll have you on the podcast next week. <laughs> Along with Jade Raymond. If you know Jade Raymond, send, <laughs> send us her way. Um, Tweet at Jade Raymond and, and see if she'll, she'll join the podcast. You know what? It's a, it, listen, hey, it's a one in a million shot. DM her and say how many likes or how many retweets to get you on our podcast. She, like, hopefully she gives you an ungodly number, like one million, and then, you know. And all six of my followers do it. We let the internet get, take it from there. I still need to retweet last week's link. Oh, my God. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. Be better than Mike. Retweet our tweet about the podcast episode. Share it. If you can, rate it. And if you can't rate it on the podcast service you listen to it on, just yell it into the void. Yell it to somebody. Go, good game, bad game podcast, five out of five stars. Or just say the number of stars. And people will go, ooh, is it out of five? Is it out of 10? Is it out of 100? Then they'll have to listen to it to find out. Uh... But thank you so much, and we will talk to you all next week.